and welcome to the Live Your Damn Life podcast. I'm your host, Haley, and thank you so much for joining us this week for this episode. I'm so excited about this episode this week because I feel like some of these strategies that I'm about to talk about have really changed my life. And if you could have guessed it, we are talking about self-care and habits that kind of just make me feel my best when I know everything else is failing or just in life to keep me on track. Before we dive into those healthy self-care habits, I want to do some highlights for the week. This past week, I got to go to Colorado for closing weekend at Telluride. It was so much fun. I'm not the best skier. It was actually my third time ever skiing. I'd say I'm like beginner mid-level, and we just had an absolute blast. Telluride is just such an incredible town with such incredible people, We got to see some of our friends and my boyfriend's sister, who I absolutely adore, and it was just such a great time. It's also another highlight to say that it is warming up in Chicago. When I say warming up, I mean 40 degrees, so all my family and friends back home who are like, that is absolutely horrendous. Um, You know what? We take what we can up here because we don't get much, so super excited about that. And I'm trying to think of what else. Honestly, I can't believe that it's already April, April 6th to be exact. Quite insane to even think about. This month and next month, they're going to be super easy and chilled out for me. So I'm pretty excited about that before we really dive into wedding season. I'm in two weddings this year, so I'm super excited about it. It's two of my best friends. And yeah, it's going to be a fun, hectic summer. So Looking forward to that as well. So diving into these self-care habits that have changed my life. It's safe to say that these habits have not come about, you know, as a revelation of some kind. It's definitely taken years to really kind of nail down these different self-care habits for myself. But also, it's very important to note that self-care looks very different for each person. While mine might look one way, yours might look a completely other way. And you know, vice versa, and that's totally fine. It's all about figuring out what works for you. So what might work for me might not work for you, and that's totally okay. This is a platform where I want to show and help people, you know, live their best lives and feel their greatest, and what I might say might not resonate for you, but that doesn't mean you can still dive deep into the realm of self-care and kind of figure out what works for you. So When it comes to self-care, I am a massive advocate for it. I think it's the biggest thing to really help for not only your mental health, but just your well-being in every aspect of your life. Whether it's, you know, taking time for yourself at the beginning, middle, or end of the day. If you know me, I am not a morning person. So having self-care throughout my day is extremely important because half the time I'm running out the door. Um, which when I say half the time, I mean 99% of the time I am sprinting out the door. Um, So it's important for me to have those moments to debrief and relax because I can get quite hectic a lot of the time and I like to take some time to chill and ground myself. But that kind of brings me into my first habit that's so imperative and I'm still working on it to be quite frank. It's something that I still continue to practice and I'm still not mastering it, but it's one step at a time with most things in our life. And that first self-care habit would be boundaries. 
Boundaries are so important, and I didn't really know this until the past few months, to be honest. This is something I've really struggled throughout my entire life because as assertive as I am as a person, I'm also quite an empath. I really feel when, what other people are feeling. I don't want them to be upset. Um, if it's something out of my control, then I'm a little bit you know, pretty lax about it because I know I can't control that. But um, if it's someone that's really close to me or a family member that I upset, you know, or someone at work, I really go the extra mile when sometimes I really don't need to. So starting off with boundaries, let's talk about family boundaries. (laughs) I am from Knoxville, Tennessee, as you guys have previously heard. And in the South, boundaries don't really exist in a familial sense. Um, We all just kind of are in each other's space. We're in each other's business. That's just how we like it. Um, But as I've gotten older, it's become super important, especially in this stage of my life, as you all probably have picked up on. There's so much change right now. I am facing change every single day, every single week, the past couple years. It's been quite insane how much change I've experienced. And I'm one of those people who is super spontaneous. And like I said, if something's not serving me, I'm going to find something that is. And when it comes to my family, I might have siblings who are totally on board with that type of mindset. They totally get it. You know, if nothing's serving you, move on and find something that is. Versus my parents and older relatives grew up in a completely different world and mindset than we did. Um, And that mindset is that you stick with things. You stick with what's not serving you. You stick with what might be making you unhappy because it's the right thing to do. And that's just one thing that I've talked on that I just do not agree with. So I need to know those people in my life that I can go to and talk about, you know, hey, I've decided I'm actually not going to do this. I'm going to pivot into this. I need to know who's going to support me and love me and be a total rock star in my life pushing me to do that thing versus who's going to be like, oh, well, you know, you were only there for six months, so it's not going to look good on your resume or, you know, you need to stick it out. You don't want to be a quitter, do you? You know, I think there's some points that go back to that old, you know, way of life when it comes to our older family members with that mindset. Yeah, you know, it's not extraordinary to be a quitter, but it's not extraordinary to put out something that you're not loving and you wake up every day and you're like, today is another day and I want it to end. You know, how depressing is that? So I think it's just finding those people in your family who really resonate with that. And if it's no one, you know, I would definitely look towards friends and kind of the same thing that goes into that as well. So kind of moving on from family, going into friends. Unlike family, this is the one thing that's so great about friends. You can choose your friends. You can't necessarily choose your family, but you can choose your friends. You can choose who you want around you, who you want to support you, and who you want to, you know, be your better self for, and who's going to push you to be that. You know, 
I've had so many friendships in my life and so many failed group friendships. And looking back, I'm so grateful for the people who have stuck by my side this long. And I have a core group of like five or six people who I would just ride or die for. And I know they would do the exact same for me. And the greatest thing about those friends is that they push me to be the best person that I can be. They don't drag me into drama. They don't start drama. They don't make me second guess myself or make me get super insecure. They're those people that if I was going to tell them that I was going to bleach my head and do cheetah spots on my head, they'd be like, you know what? That's not for me, but hell yeah, you do you. And (laughs) as much as I would, you know, love to do that in a different life. Uh, This life, I probably will stick to the hair that I have. Um, But I am grateful for those people. I can't stress that enough. It's so important who you have surrounding you because that's when boundaries come in. And when you have to start creating those boundaries with friends, you might want to start asking those questions to yourself. Is this person serving me? You know, is Am I really going to let this person's opinion affect me? Um, Those types of things and so on. There are those people in your life where you're not best, best friends, but you're still really good friends. And I think that's where boundaries are more appropriate. You know, if they're dragging you into drama or if they're just dragging into situations constantly that you're not very fond of, that's when boundaries need to come into place. You know, kind of setting down your foot. If you have that one friend that always goes out drunk and then calls you at 4 a.m. because they're dying and they need to help you, and that's the seventh time they've done that this month, sis, you need some boundaries. Um, Kind of putting in that precedent and just kind of taking action and be like, hey, I love you, but I want to hang out with you when you're sober or if we're going casually drinking throughout the day, whatever the situation may be. That's just one scenario. There's so many. But like I said, just kind of putting those roles into play throughout your friendships is super important. Now onto the biggest thing <laughs> that I struggle with other than family. Um, not trying to say that I am a boundaries expert. It's just one of those self-care habits that's so important in my life. But I'm definitely still working on it. I love my family to death, but there's sometimes where I let their unsolicited opinions really affect me, and I let their unsolicited advice really affect me. Um, so boundaries, you know, we're working on it. But that brings me to my third aspect of boundaries, which is work. I cannot stress this enough, whether you're in freelance work or if you work for yourself or even if you work at a large corporation's boundaries are imperative. This is the hardest boundary aspect that I've ever come across, especially in the past couple months I started working for myself. So that has been quite the navigation. Um, And half the time, you know, I don't really follow what I put into place, which is why I'm making this beautiful episode. Um, cause when I do make those boundaries, life is great. Life is amazing. I'm happy. Everything's awesome. Create boundaries. When it comes to work boundaries, some simple ones, even though sometimes they feel <laughs> way more complicated than they should be, 
could be, you know, asking your boss, yes, asking your boss not to call you past the time you get off or email you past the time you get off. I used to have a boss that would email me at 10 or 11 p.m. at night. Thank God I never had my email on my phone because I would be pissed. And anytime I would come back in the morning, seemed like everybody else knew what was going on except me. But honestly, ignorance was bliss in those situations because if you're emailing me at 11 or 10 p.m., it's probably not great. So definitely setting that boundary of no contact. You know, work is not your life and we do not live to work. Repeat after me. (laughs) Another boundary that you can do when it comes to work is not being contacted by phone. So telling your boss, hey, I really appreciate you and our great communication that we may have, but I would appreciate it greatly if you would only contact me by email and not by phone. This is huge. This is going to take up a lot of your life, especially if you're in a high stress situation and your boss is constantly texting you, you know, why didn't you do this? Can we talk right now? All the stuff when it's like, you've done your work for the day. It's time to go home and take care of you. It's time to go home and relax and forget about work and do the things that you're passionate about. If you're passionate about work, that's great, but that's still not a reason for your boss to contact you by phone after work. If you're in freelance, this is once for you. Respecting the work that you do. Setting boundaries for the work that you do. So some people will pay you $500 to do some type of work, but they'll act like you need to do work that's worth $2,000 just because they're paying at you. At the end of the day, when you go into a contract with someone and go into some type of work, anyone. It's important to lay the ground rules of what they should expect and what they should not expect. So I work in social media. So if I have a client who's paying $500 a month for a very, very, very simple social media package, I mean, that's going to be two to three posts per week, max. That's it. And, you know, you don't want them going to be asking you like, why aren't you doing X, Y, and Z? Well, because you're not paying me the $1,500, $2,000 to do those things. So just being really realistic and setting those boundaries of this is what you signed up for. This is your pay grade. You know, you're paying this much, so this is what you should expect. When it starts to get that boundary line starts to get real fuzzy because it tends to get fuzzy from time to time. Like I said earlier, I can be have quite a guilt complex And sometimes I'll just kind of let people walk all over me like I used to in my life. And then I have to really come to fruition and be like, no, you're not paying me to post during these hours. I happily decline what you're telling me to do. I will continue to do it once I am on the clock or once I am, you know, on retainer again. Easy as that. Even though it doesn't feel easy, and I just said that, and I definitely struggle with that from time to time, just setting those boundaries, setting the expectation, you know, and this can translate to anything. Like a friend who's a bartender, you know, how that could relate would be setting expectations. You tell me that I'm going to be here till this time, I will be here till this time and no later, you know, not the constant, especially in food service, you know, can you stay a little bit later and help close? Can you stay a little bit later? That adds up. 
So unless they're going to pay you time and a half or, you know, it's going to be a one-off thing, sure, if it's consensual, but at the same time, setting those boundaries and expectations that you're not a pushover and that you do stand your ground. So that's what I really have to say about boundaries. You know, people harp on me all the time about how important it is, and it really is, you know, and I'm still working on it, but I have those little glory moments where I do put my foot down and like, damn, that felt good. And usually the result is always positive. People respect you a hell of a lot more when you can put your foot down and stand up for yourself versus letting them run all over you. So just take that to mind. (laughs) Another self-care habit that has definitely changed my life, and I've probably been practicing this one for the longest, would be routine. Routine could be absolutely anything. It could be, you know, a running plan, eating healthy. Mine is more reflective of my rising sign, which is Libra. So you know mine is just going to be taking care of myself, creating a beauty routine that I know makes me feel phenomenal. Whether I'm down in the dumps, I'm stressed out, everything in my life is an absolute shithole to say the least this is a routine I know that's going to make me feel good and this is going to be so different for each person you know it could be you know meditating going for a walk listening to a podcast it could be doing a workout and then making a smoothie afterwards it could be literally anything I'm just explaining mine and how I do it so mine is like I said very uh, surrounded around a beauty routine. There gets times where I'm just running everywhere all the time and it's just so hectic that I tend to not take care of myself because I have to take care of so many other things. And I think that's such a big thing that so many people do is they just overlook themselves to get everything else accomplished. When in reality, the biggest life hack you can do is take care of yourself. Taking care of yourself makes everything so much easier because when you're happy and at peace and love yourself, everything in life just falls into place. It really does. And even if it hits the fan, you know who you are and how you feel and you can hold on to that. While my routine might be quite vain, like I said, blaming that on my Libra rising. If you're not into astrology, so sorry. (laughs) But it makes me feel good. And that's all that matters. Your routine, does it doesn't matter what you do as long as it makes you feel like you and make you feel good. My routine is that I love to come home. I only see the sun in Chicago for maybe like three months out of the year. So I'm kind of transforming right now into a vampire. I think my fangs are growing in um, very slowly. But what I love to do is get home, scrub the living chat out of my body, shave, shower, put a hair mask in, you know, I'm loving the cure by Amika and Olaplex number three, tried and true. And then I'll do some purple shampoo, put a little bit in there just to tint my hair. I have blonde hair if you could not guess that from the purple shampoo. And I'll get out, blow dry my hair, and then I will self tan. I'll make my partner get my back because I get back spasms when I try to reach my elbow back there and then I'm kind of stuck for like 10 minutes. So don't recommend that. Uh, If you don't have a partner, go you and use a hairbrush with your mitt. Life-changing. But I will self-tan, 
brush my teeth, wake up, and feel like a thousand bucks. Mostly because I only wash my hair once a week, and when I do, I feel like Beyonce. Um, but I know, I know when I do those things, I'm going to look and feel incredible. And it doesn't matter how you look with your routine, if that's not what you're going for. It's purely how you feel. It's totally up to you. Totally up to you to figure out how you feel and what's going to make you feel like your best self. And just rock that. Rock whatever it is and stick to that routine for those rainy days or those days that you just don't feel like yourself or you're not happy with yourself. Just do those things that you know are going to fulfill you. Because like I said, at the end of the day, the most important thing in this world is self-love. And that reflects onto everything you do, whether it's loving what you do, loving the people who are around you and support yourself. But that love is just going to transcend to every aspect of your life. If you're having routines that constantly make you hate yourself, such as not taking care of yourself, you're going to attract that into your life, into your friends, into your family, into your career. The law of attraction is huge. And that's why I am so obsessed with self-care because it really does affect everything. If you love yourself and take care of yourself, everything will fall into place. That's why you need to have an impeccable self-care routine. Last but not least, this is another self-care habit that has completely changed my life. And I would honestly say it's changed my life the most. And that is getting grounded. I'm not a very religious person. I'm more spiritual for sure. So if you are religious or you are spiritual or you do not identify with any type of spirituality in any aspect, that is totally fine. You don't have to, to be grounded. Getting grounded just simply means sitting still and paying attention to the present, whether that's going on a walk or going to a meditation class or a yoga class, or just meditating on your couch at home. Being still and being present really makes you realize how still this world is and that everything only happens in the present moment. The present moment is all that we have, and we spend so much time with anxiety about the future or depression about the past. And it's so important in my self-care routine that when I find myself getting flustered or anxious or sad about something, to sit still, take a deep breath in, and just breathe. And just come back to the present moment. It's that moment when you feel like you've kind of stuck your head out of the water and you're like, okay, I am here. Everything in this moment is great. I'm breathing. I'm healthy. I am fine. So coming to that moment of being grounded is everything. There's so many aspects that kind of go into being grounded and so many different spiritual practices, whether it's praying, you know, anything like that. My personal method is through manifesting and journaling. I am a huge believer in manifestation, and I just believe journaling is such a great way to get your thoughts on paper Life is so crazy as it is that it's so important to take the time to be still and process what's going on in your brain. There was about a month-long period, probably like mid, I guess February through March, where I don't think I sat alone with my thoughts once. 
And I was so stressed out, so confused, and I just felt numb. I felt like I wasn't processing anything. And when I took the time to finally sit down and start journaling again, I felt myself come back. I felt that my goals were within reach if I just thought about it. And that kind of goes back to the law of attraction. We attract what we truly believe and think of our lives. The energy that we give out comes right back to us. So when we take that time to get grounded and start manifesting what we really want out of life, everything falls into place. A big thing about journaling for me too is writing out what I'm grateful for. There's no better energy in this world than gratefulness. I truly believe that and will die on that. But just being grateful just makes you see the world in a completely different light. So many crappy things have happened to me, especially over the past two years. And the fact that I'm able to sit here right now and just be like, I'm so grateful that all of that crap happened to me is quite honestly a miracle. But because of that mindset is I truly believe that that's why I'm in such a great position and happy position right now is because I was grateful for those life lessons. I took the time to be present in those moments where I thought everything in my life was about to fall apart or like, what the heck was I doing? I would sit in my car, be present, and I would write. I would write what I was wanting to do in this life. I would write my goals, everything. And looking back at my journal, which I did the other week, everything that I wrote down that I wanted to happen in my life happened. In a year. In a year. Journaling is so overlooked. And I used to laugh about it because I would try it for a day or two and then give up because, you know, that's just my personality, unfortunately. But it is a habit that I've picked up over the past year and a half, and it has transformed my life. And I mean that so seriously. What I wrote down a year ago has all come true. Can you say that with a lot of things in life? You know, like, it's crazy to go back and it's the energy that I was putting out and wanting and accepting into my life came back to me. And even though I was in such a crappy situation, like I said, I was being still in the moment and respecting and being grateful for the experience that I was having, but I knew better things were coming my way. And that's the best thing about, you know, getting grounded and journaling for me because it makes me really reflect on the present moment, which is always a positive thing. So leaving out of this podcast, especially with getting grounded, I really want you to take a minute to really think about what are you grateful for? What in this life has brought you such happiness? And what in this life are you looking forward to? Take some time today to kind of think about what you're grateful for and maybe even do a small meditation, just kind of being still and really focusing on that present moment. It's crazy what happens in your life and the calmness you feel when you do take a moment to just be grounded for sure. But yeah, thank you for joining me for this awesome episode today. I am huge about self-care, like I said, and really implementing these things into my life has absolutely changed my life. I'm so grateful for the amazing mentors I've had along the way, the amazing books that I've read. I've read so many amazing books. Um, and just really kind of being happy with this present moment and 
really accepting the journey that I've been on and accepting myself for that journey. So just take the time today to really sit still, accept yourself and accept your journey. And yeah, I hope you can use some of these self-care habits in your life. And if if your habit routine looks so different from this, it's totally fine. You know, just keep doing what makes you happy and what fulfills you. And honestly, that's all that matters in this life. All right, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining and being a part of this conversation. Please be sure to subscribe and give us a follow on Instagram at Live Your Damn Life Podcast. And I will see you all next Monday. Bye.